0: Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. Hey, it is awesome to be here. That was awesome. I'm excited. We had kids, real merry Christmas. It's good. Everybody's excited about Christmas. It's Christmas Eve, y'all. I don't know. Y'all don't know this about me, probably, but like there are two days on on the on our calendar that I just lose my cookies over, and uh, one is Christmas Eve because of the opportunity to celebrate Christmas Day, uh, and one is Easter. Uh, Christmas is a close second, I'll be honest. Uh, but uh, y'all, some of y'all are sitting out there going, "Who is?" this guy. Uh, My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you. Welcome. Whether you're joining us online or joining us in person, we are excited to have you with us. Uh, It is a great joy for me to be the pastor here, one of the pastors here at Cassidy. And I am excited that we get to talk about Jesus tonight because it's Christmas Eve uh, and it is a great time of year. And one of the things that I love about Christmas are just the way that everything kind of changes. The lights change, the outside of houses change. Sometimes they change well before Thanksgiving, but that's okay. Uh, We can, we can have a good time with it. Uh, But everybody seems to get in the Christmas spirit, this excitement that's going on. And uh, over the past couple of years, we've had some stuff that we've been struggling with. Some things that we've been working to get through, some things that have, have been difficult for us. uh, And we have more crazy news on the news every single night. And so I just wanted to start by saying, Hey, uh, we've been, we've been talking, through this idea of fear not. What does it mean to not be afraid? And this is not a political statement that we're using at all. All all I'm saying is that we know the God who created the heavens and the earth and called us into relationship. And so we want to be a part of what God is doing. And so if you are new here, I just wanted to say you are welcome here. You are welcome because God has called you here and God wants to be in relationship with you. And we, we realize we're not perfect but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And we want to be more and more like Jesus Christ. And so we want to invite all of us on a journey to grow in relationship with God, grow in relationship with one another, and to go into the world and make a difference on behalf of Jesus Christ, because we believe that the world can be better than it is. We believe that God is calling us into action, that God wants us to be active and to go into the world and share the light of Jesus Christ. Because sometimes, quite frankly, it's not so bright out. Sometimes it looks a little dark on the horizon. My daughter, uh, so my daughter is 21, and she's going to hate this. I love you, Savannah. Uh, She's going to hate this, that I'm sharing this. Uh, But when she was a little kid, like she was deathly afraid of the dark. I, I mean, so much so that she would not go outside unless somebody was with her. One of her jobs was to take the garbage out. And when she became a teenager, this became a problem because she did what most teenagers I have ever encountered, including myself, have done, and that is procrastinate. Why do it now when I could do it later after being yelled at for not doing it, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's what I did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm alone in that. Uh, she would do that same thing. She would not go outside to to take the garbage out, and then the sun would set, and the street that we lived on was dark. there weren't a lot of street lights, and so it was dim and dark outside. And they would get, uh, she would get upset when I said, "Hey, Savannah, now it's time for you to take out the trash because you have to take it out because." at that place that I lived, the garbage truck came at like 640 in the morning. Uh, it was very exciting every, every time that she hadn't taken out the garbage. And so I, I would have to do this. I would have to go with her so that the garbage would get taken out because she couldn't go by herself. So I would walk out and turn on the light on the porch so that we could get to the garage, because the garage was adjoining but not connected to the house. So we would walk outside, and then we would go into the garage. And I had to go first so I could turn the light on, because it was too dark for her. And then uh, she would go over and grab the garbage can as the garage door was going up, and the looming darkness began to appear before her. And so she would... (laughs) this is my favorite and i am not making this up she would walk out the first few steps while the light was still bright from the garage she would walk out very confidently and by about the fourth step, she was at a dead run to the end of the driveway, whipping that garbage can around. Sometimes I had to go out and help clean up because the garbage went everywhere. Uh, but she was going to go as fast as she could because she had gotten further and further away from the light. And it was terrifying to her. And, and I realized, you know, I remember when I was a kid uh, and I had, I had the same job, take out the garbage. And I... I say her fear is pretty irrational because no monsters have ever gotten her, which is what she's afraid of. Uh, But when I go, I remember when I was a kid and I would go outside, I I would get that, my heart would beat a little bit faster when it was dark and I'm going in between the houses. I would feel that sense of dread. Uh, I would call it a sense of energy so that I could get it done faster. So I I remember what it was like to run to the end of the driveway with the garbage cans. Now, we had brighter lights in the neighborhood I grew up in. uh, But it it was just this idea of, of darkness being one of those things that she was so afraid of. And and quite frankly, uh, you know, whether we have valid or irrational fears, sometimes fear can keep us from moving in the direction that we need to be going, from doing the things that we need to be doing, from living out our lives the way that God is calling us to. We can feel lost or alone. We can feel like things out of our control are terrifying. And we're not the first to ever experience this sense of fear or dread. And my guess is we're not going to be the last, but my hope is when we realize the presence of God with us, we can have a little bit of sense of it doesn't matter if things are going well or if things are going poorly because God is with us. You see, about 63 years before Jesus was born, Rome had invaded and taken over Jerusalem and Israel at the time called Judea. And and then about 48 years before Jesus was born, this guy named King Herod, who was a great politician, but kind of a horrible human being, uh, was instilled as king of the Jews. And so it's in this time that that God's people are looking around and saying, what is going on, God? You promised us over 400 years, uh, or over 700 years ago, you have promised us a Messiah, one that would come, that would change everything for us. And and I'm sure they were sitting there because for the past 400 years in Israel, God has been silent. No prophets, no prophets no kings that were anointed by God, no, no, no judges that were raised up by God to speak on God's behalf. And so they're wondering, where are you, God? And sometimes we look at the news and we wonder, where are you, God? Sometimes we look at our lives and we wonder, where are you, God? Sometimes we look at the news or the, the lives that we've lived and we're like, well, I know there's no reason that God would be there at all. And so the question is, is there any hope? And the beauty is, the beauty of Christmas is that God comes to do life with us. That God came into the world as a tiny baby and grew into a man with the same experiences that we have had. The same life missteps, the same things that, that have caused us difficulty, God is familiar with because he came to be with us. And, and the prophets promised this, like I said, 700 years before Jesus was born. Isaiah says it this way, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. The prophets promised what was coming. And many of us can read that and be like, oh yeah, Emmanuel. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that translates. Matthew recognized, he wrote a gospel. The gospels are simply the narratives of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And there are four of them. And in Matthew's gospel, it says this, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's the hope of Christmas. God with us. That God is not distant. That God is present. That God loves us and desires relationship with us. That God longs for us to be in his family and calls us into that deep relationship that is Available at the asking. There's no cost or fee that you have to pay up front. You don't have to work hard enough to earn it. It's a gift that God gave to each and every person that wants to receive it. And so we're going to look at Luke's gospel, uh, the story of Jesus' birth and the announcement to the shepherds that were in the field nearby. And I I like to read this. So I, I normally I don't ever want uh, ever want to hear from the King James Bible, just because it confuses me most of the time. However, this story, I love hearing it in the King James Version, because when you say uh, the baby was found in, in clothes, it just doesn't have the same impact as swaddling clothes. I like it. So we're going to read from the King James Version. I hope you'll uh, allow me this, this bit of leeway and hear these words uh, of the birth of Jesus. And it came to pass, in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be taxed everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out to the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the end." And it, there were sh- in the same country shepherds abiding in their fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. And saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go even unto Bethlehem to see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Here is the good news that God himself was born in a manger. Now, I know we say this all the time that Jesus was born in a manger and and sometimes when we think about it like if we really allowed our minds to grip what that means it just blows me away. Here's why. Because the God of all creation the one who set the stars in the sky and set the galaxies in motion the same God who parted the Red Sea and led his people out of bondage in Egypt the same God that created the heavens Heavens and the earth is now squeezing himself into a helpless baby. An infant that can do nothing on his own. A child that needs someone to care for them and love them, to feed them and give them nourishment, to to wipe them down when they make a mess, and and to comfort them when they're grumpy and hungry. we're going to sing Silent Night at the end of this, but I can guarantee you, folks, it was not a silent night in that manger so many years ago, because Jesus was just like any other baby. The Son of God was a infant. That, That boggles my mind, because that means that the God who put everything in motion also loves me so much that he's going to come and be one of us. And that, that's really the question is, what is the significance? Why is Christ's birth so significant? Why do we celebrate Christmas the way that we do? Uh, maybe, maybe it's because there are so many cool parties, right? I love parties. It's good. Is that why Christ came, so that we could have cool parties? No, I, I love parties, so I'm not hating on parties. But that's not the point. Is it the, the unique decorations that we get to use at Christmas time, where we hang things from the, the walls of our houses and spend hours on ladders putting things up? No, those are all great things, and I love Christmas decorations, but that's not why Jesus came. Is it the gifts on Sunday morning, or on Christmas morning, I guess? <laughs> it's Saturday morning this year. Is it the gifts on Christmas morning, or Christmas Eve, if you celebrate on Christmas Eve? Is that why Jesus came? No, Jesus came because he was the gift. Jesus came to relate to us in a new way, to empower us to have a relationship that we have no business being entitled to. God came to make a difference in our lives, to give us a new hope, a new take on life. God took on flesh and blood to be one of us. To have experiences like us, to have emotions like us, to experience loss like us, to experience grief like us, and even joy like us. This is the gift of Christmas. A God who is not distant and disconnected, but a God who understands life from our perspective. From The unique perspective of being a human in need, surrounded by other humans trying to get through this thing called life. God came to be one of us, so we didn't have to be afraid. That's the gift that we receive at Christmas. Maybe you are... In darkness this year. Maybe the news of the new strain from the COVID virus has uh, is, is got you in, in, in concerned areas. And this is not me uh, trying to say science is dumb. Please don't hear that. Uh, I, I am fully vaccinated and I have my booster, just in case anybody's curious. Uh, what, what I want us to know is that we don't have to be afraid because we know the outcome no matter what happens during our time here. We know the outcome because God has promised us in Jesus that we will have life in Him forever. And that is the gift that we receive at Christmas that God has given Himself to us in the form of a child so that that child can grow and become a man so that that man will receive unto himself our, our sin and brokenness so that He will take that to the cross and kill it there once and for all so that we might live now and forever in the presence of Jesus. We're surrounded by so many things that seem out of our control. And maybe some of you are sitting there like my daughter uh, so many years ago, and, and, and you're concerned about what's going on. Now recently, actually a couple of days ago, I was talking to her and she was outside in the dark with her friend. And I was like, wow, you're out and it's dark. How are you, how are you managing that? And she was like, well, dad, I kind of got over it. I kind of got over it, because she has no choice, because when she has to do it on her own, nobody is going to go and turn the lights on for her. But she also knows that she's got somebody there with her. And that's the gift that we get in Jesus. So I want to offer you this good news, not from Pastor Steve, uh, the, the, the guy that's talking to you now, but from Isaiah a prophet that God placed out there. He said, if you're walking in darkness, recognize this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. That light is Jesus Christ. The light of the world has come into the world to bring light into our lives. God is with us. We're not waiting for God to come. We're not waiting for a movement from God. We are living in a movement from God for such a time as this. We have been called to live and follow, to obey and be the people that God wants us to be. Emmanuel, God with us is here. It's not something that we have to wait for. We're not like those in Judea waiting for 700 years for the Messiah to come. No, we have seen the Messiah and we have witnessed what he has done in the lives of us and the lives of others. And that is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And if you have not experienced that, if you haven't experienced the light of Christ in your life, I would like to encourage you to open your heart to God because it's not it's not anything other than God's prompting that will get you there because God has come to be with us. God has come to move in us and God has come to transform this world through us. We have been invited into a life that God has deemed good and no force in earth or anywhere else can defeat us. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Fear not, for Christ has come. Fear not, for God is with us. Fear not, because no matter what happens here, we have the presence of God now and always, and it is made available to each and every one of us. Now, maybe you're sitting there like I have so many times when I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but, that makes sense, but it's really hard down here. And so I want to encourage you with this. If you are struggling, if you are in the middle of a place and you feel like there is no end, take heart because Christ truly is with you and Christ is going right alongside you and Christ will carry you through the darkness and on the other side of that darkness because it will come for each and every one of us. On the other side of that darkness, we can experience and look back and see that God was with us the entire time, that everything has been made different for us because the light of the world has come. And so for those living in deep darkness, a light has dawned. Jesus Christ has been born into our world, and Jesus Christ offers life to each and every one of us. My hope is that you will receive that light, not just hang the lights on the outside of your house But allow that light to grow in your heart so that you can be transformed more and more into the image that God has in mind for you, to the person that will seek and do all of the things that God wants done in the world through you, a unique human being called into service by the king of all creations that loves us so much that he came into the world to be one of us. This is the gift of Christmas, the greatest gift ever given, God himself for us. Amen? Amen.